Welcome to Pop Goes the Weasels. This is a podcast with me and my husband, Mike. Hello. Hello. And we um, uh, just got married, and we are almost eight years apart in age, and so we have slightly different uh, likes and dislikes with what we like to watch and listen to. That is putting it mildly. Yeah. And (laughs) so we figured we would um, put... Subject each other, really, to... Yeah. Torture one another... With the things that make us happiest, other than each other. Really, mostly from our childhood. Things yeah. we grew up with. Yeah. Some things we probably both liked. Uh, we're going to try to stick to things that neither of us have seen in a lot of years. So, you know, while we may get to things like Captain Ron, we watched that two days ago. So that would not necessarily be a candidate. Right, right. And so somehow, first off, or first off, I got to pick what to subject you to. And that was Beastmaster. I also want to point out, that's something that you tried to make me watch previously. Right, but now I had an actual reason behind it to get you to watch it. And I had to watch it. Right. Like, I had to actually watch it, not but play like, around on my phone while But, like, honestly, it. how much attention would you say that you paid to it throughout the, throughout, throughout the movie? Honestly, a fairly high percentage. Really? Okay. I mean, I was just so astonished by what my eyes were seeing. Of of Beastmaster. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to start by giving an intro to what Beastmaster is? I think I... I'm sorry, the Beastmaster? Okay, so what I think think would be better, um, because I am skeptical that you paid a lot of attention throughout it, I would like you to... To give me a rundown, a brief synopsis of what you think the movie was about. Sure, I'd be happy to. <laughs> okay. Well, let me start by saying we now watched this like three weeks ago. Right. And love procrastinating. Yeah. I would say more than pop culture, you and I love procrastinating right. things. Um, so I did a quick refresher. I did some homework before starting this. Um, you did some Beastmaster homework. I did some Beastmaster homework, yes. Okay, what, what was your Beastmaster homework? I, I have to know. Uh, I needed to remember the actual plot because <laughs> the visuals were so outrageous. Right. And the dialogue. So okay. what I believe my eyes saw was a story of a little boy who was cursed before he's born okay. by a warlock, maybe? And his parents are a king <laughs> and a queen of, I believe, another realm, but I'm still unclear on that. And okay. then he's taken in, like in every good fairy tale, taken in by a kindly, childless man, okay. which we'll get to, I guess. Uh, and then he realizes that he can communicate with animals. Okay. And then... Will communicate or master them? Communicate. They master him. Uh, All right. They agree to follow along with him. Uh, And then he spends the movie trying to avenge... I mean, I guess his stepdad who dies... We call it a stepdad? His guardian? Um, Yeah. His adopted father, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Who died in a fire... Did you get, like, the cliff notes to Beastmaster and then <laughs> read every other page? Or? Okay, I'm not done. And, then, okay. and so then he's working to, to, to seek revenge on this warlock, and he uses his animal friends, specifically <laughs> a tiger, an eagle. There's a bear at the beginning, but he doesn't come back, which is a bummer. Uh, okay. And then he meets this girl along the way who maybe is his sister? Tanya Roberts. Cousin, probably, I think. Okay. Who he, like, I th- I don't think he bangs her. Anyway, and then Oh, they he, were definitely going to bang. Oh, for sure, but it doesn't happen in the movie. Right. But the implication is there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then at the end, he wins with his animal friends and is reunited with his original family, but then he, like, renounces his title as king, and I believe the warlock is killed. <laughs> okay. Is that how close is that to the actual movie? That is, I mean, there's elements of of that there. I think that 
I okay. By warlock, you mean rip torn with a fake nose. Correct. And by cursed as a child, you mean he was sucked out of his mom's belly. I said before he was born. By magic and placed into a cow by a half-naked witch, a butterface witch. Yeah. Yeah, because they had smoking bodies, they but their faces body. were all fucked up. Oh, yeah. They were fuckered. They were, they were terrible faces. Okay. So, okay. So, I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to... Face shame the witches too much because they, I mean, they do pay, play a pretty big part in the movie. But, I mean, they poured the, the blue goo on the king and queen and magically sucked him out of her belly, put him into a cow, led the cow out by a campfire or something. Uh huh. A magic campfire. A magic campfire. Branded him with the sign of their religious sect, and then was gonna gonna murder him. Gonna 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 post abort the baby, and then uh, and then a kindly farmer showed up and threw a uh, boomerang blade at the witch, saved the baby, killed the witch, raised him, and then he. Can communicate with animals, and then okay, yeah, no, no, you had, you had. I had all of the plot points. You had all the plot points there. So one question that I had while we were watching that I'm still like slightly unclear on is like so so there is it Earth that they live on? Yeah, yeah, but just in an alternate timeline. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was maybe it was the Dark Ages. Like, we don't know much that happened back then. We know they did not have a lot of clothing. They did not. He was very loincloth. It was a very loinclothy movie. Very loincloth, yeah. yeah. I think the budget for fur skins and baby oil was higher than anything other than potentially potentially the animal trainers. Oh, 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 oh. We got to talk about the animals. So, 100%. Okay, so. Okay. So he had he had a, a, a tiger, a friend tiger named Ru, I think. Was that right? Ru. I have no something like that. Okay. Um, the tiger itself, as as I was Wikipediaing and reading through it as we were watching it. So you're doing your Beastmaster homework, right? Um, and I remember watching this movie a lot when I I feel like this movie was on HBO like a lot when I was a kid, and. That's how I saw it a lot, like in the mid '80s, and I so let me cut in really fast. Where you grew up is very rural. Yes, but there was HBO. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quincy, California, is a weird town now, but like back in the back in the '80s and '90s, it was very weird. So we had something that was called Quincy Community Cable, and it was kind of like. It's what I imagined cable or TV in Soviet Russia to be like, mm. where everybody had the same thing, but like if you could pay a little bit more, you got HBO. But like a certain number of people had to have HBO, otherwise it wasn't even available. <clears throat> but isn't that how all cable works? No, I mean it's. I'm not doing this justice. So like basically, it was very limited offerings. Like. So they had, like, a town vote on whether or not they were going to have MTV. And they said no. So I grew up without MTV. Like, MTV did not come along until I had, I was already gone from town. So for those who don't know about Quincy, California, which is, I would say, most people. Yeah. Would you say that you grew up in the town from Footloose? No. No, they liked dancing. They loved dancing. dancing. Yeah, okay. dancing. People were dancing all the time. Cool, cool, cool. It was basically like being in High School Musical, but <laughs> have you ever seen that? No, but that's what I assume High School Musical was like. It was my hometown growing up. Mm, cool. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't it the same guy from the High School Musical that was in the remake of Zac Efron? Right. I don't know. I'm. I'm not have you ever seen? Wait, wait, wait. Have you ever seen Footloose? Yes. The remake or original? Original. Okay. Cool. Kevin Bacon, Kenny Loggins, the whole thing. Yeah, but okay. I don't remember it. Okay. I, I saw it once. It like wasn't on my regular rotation. Okay. Um, 
my apologies. So you were saying you were doing some Wikipediaing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. Sorry. And it, the tiger. Apparently, they wanted originally it to be like a panther, like a black panther. And either there was no budget to find a black panther, or no, no, no. I'm getting this wrong. They it, they're notoriously hard to work with. So instead, they got, everyone knows it. Everybody just knows you can't work with a black panther. Um, but apparently, they took a regular tiger and then dyed him black with uh, Lady Clarol hair dye and had to keep reapplying it because every time he would take a drink, like, it would come off of his face. This is the thing I would like to spend most of this episode talking about. Dying the tiger? Correct. Okay. Specifically because towards the end of the movie, they just stopped trying. Right, right. They just, like, at the beginning, you're like, wow, what a beautiful giant black cat. Right. And then more and more, and it was specifically around his mouth, because how, like, I don't care how trained a tiger is, it's still a fucking tiger. Right. You really want to be, like, putting on those, like, weird rubber gloves and applying, like, hair dye to a tiger's mouth next to his teeth? Well, I'm assuming they tranked him or something. They had to knock him out. Every day? Well, yeah. I mean, wouldn't, I'm, I'm sure they weren't just, like, lathering him up with Lady Clairol and just open, like... Maybe this tiger's not going to bite my fucking arm off. I'm sure they tranked him. I mean, this was... I'm, I'm sure that, like, like PETA and SPCA, like, they weren't... They weren't probably they weren't paying the close attention to this one. They are today. Yeah, I'm sure that they weren't. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they were using Lady Clairol. Like, specifically, they called it out. Lady Clairol was uh-huh. what they were using to diet. Um, I would say, in general, that... I mean, what you sold me on... First of all, I was sold a bill of goods with this movie. Right. Well, I told you it was going to be terrible, but that I loved it. And and then it was just filled with this dude who can talk to animals and just animals everywhere. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Dr. Doolittle. It's kind of like Dr. Doolittle it's with a loincloth like and a sword. And like really bad writing. Well, okay. The right. Fair enough. The writing was bad. But, I mean, you had Rift Torn, Mark Singer. I have no idea who Mark Singer is. He was the beast master. He was the master of beasts. Okay, but like beyond that seminal film. Oh, he was in Beastmaster 2, Portal of Time. And we don't have to watch that one, right? I mean, let's see how this one goes. Hmm. Yeah, that one's basically the same movie, except he goes through a Portal of Time into 1991 Los Angeles. Hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. I just, yeah, I just feel like the the animal treatment in that movie, based on the, the facts that you were finding, and, like, it's not like we're citing our sources here, so, like, who right, knows? No, there's a lot of this we're just making up. Well, we read it. We read it, but, like... That doesn't mean it's real. Right. Um, hey, is that why Reddit is called Reddit? Because you read it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um... But there was another fact about the eagle. Was it an eagle or a hawk? I can't remember. I think. Oh no, he. It was an eagle in the movie. And the eagle was apparently quite ornery and didn't really want to be following Mark Singer around. Right. So to shoot his flying scenes, which is like, oh, this is all they are. My favorite bit of trivia. Because they're eagles. Yeah. they would drop him out of a hot air balloon, a trap door in a hot air balloon. Right. And so, yeah, when I read that, I lost my mind, uh, not out of, like, anger uh, over the plight of the eagle, but because somebody's job was to, like, <laughs> and in my head, I'm sure this isn't what it was, but in my head, the eagle was, like, chilling on the bottom, like, the the trap door of the balloon, and some guy's job was to, like, kick the eagle out through the door. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming the eagle didn't just dive out. I'm, there was some guy who was like, eh, and his job was to like, eh, yeah. nudge the eagle out. Or like pop the trap door. But that, what I kept thinking about after you told me that was like, what fucking idiot put a trap door in a hot air balloon? It's already <laughs> an absolute death trap. That is a really... Really good point. I couldn't stop thinking about that the whole the, the whole time. Maybe okay. Maybe we made up the trapdoor part. Maybe they just pushed him off the side. I mean, sure. I don't I know. Mean, I mean, it's an eagle. It's not like he was going to fall to his death. I mean, well, maybe I don't know. I don't know what eagles do. Though I do know now since we paused the movie to Google what eagles sound like when they make noise. 
Right. It's just like really sad little shrieks. Yeah. So like that's a, I guess that's a common thing in movies and commercials when you hear an eagle like flying by, like in all those like Trump ads and stuff. It, it's not actually it make an eagle. A political. It's not actually. It's not actually an eagle. It's like a, a red tail hawk or something that has like a real screech to it. An eagle sounds like, like a majestic a, caw. Yeah, whereas an eagle in its natural environment sounds like a saddle bastard. Like, yeah. it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem It doesn't work. It doesn't do it. It's a shitty bird. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, agreed. It's a shitty bird. So wait, so there was the eagle, trapdoor. <clears throat> trapdoor eagle. There was Lady Clairol Tiger. Lady Clairol Tiger. Wasn't there another pal animal that he had? Oh, yeah. There was, yeah, the ferrets. Oh, yeah, God, those Kodo and Poto. Fucking rodents. Yeah. They really did not stretch any writing muscles on naming those. They really didn't, but they... Okay, so apparently that part of my wikipedia deep dive into uh, Beastmaster... <laughs> the dark web of Beastmaster. The dark web of Beastmaster was they had like 30, uh, 30 ferrets around because... Oh, what a nightmare. I mean, because ferrets, you can't really train them, I guess. They just run... They're basically weasels, and they just kind of run around and do ferret things and so have you ever been around a ferret yeah yeah what do you think of how they smell oh they smell horrible they smell horrible yeah they smell complete they just smell awful i remember i was a kid and i was in visiting family in pennsylvania and i don't know how accurate this memory is other what i can guarantee is true is that i was around a ferret okay what I've I filled I've taken the liberty of filling in the details for myself. What I believe happened, and you know, if I asked my mother, she would just say like, "No, that never happened." Okay. Even if it did, enough. she Fair did that about my near drowning too. Um, Ooh, yeah, my cousin Angie almost let me drown once. Oh yeah, yeah, huh? And Quincy. <laughs> um, was that the babysitter took us to her boyfriend's like hovel? And he had a bunch of, like, shit all over the ground and, like, just, it was just, like, a train wreck place. Wait, was that here in San Francisco? No, it was in Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Oh, Pittsburgh. Okay. And then there was, then he had a pet ferret. And, like, we were ostensibly go to, like, play with the ferret, but. Really, you were just playing with a rat and your babysitter was banging her burnout boyfriend. <laughs> I believe so. Okay. Again, I, I mean, I could do some family digging and, and find out the any level of veracity to that story and that claim, but that's what I think. But I remember, like, I was probably, like, maybe six or seven. Okay. So, like, old enough to remember. I don't know, man. Maybe it's a repressed memory. But <laughs> in my – and I don't think it ran up my leg. I think it ran up his leg. And I was like, no, 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 no. And just the smell in that horrible the hellscape was – Okay. Was this the start of your no R's rule? No rodents, reptiles, or what was the other one? Just so, rodents, reptiles. So uh, oh, okay. growing up, my mom had a rule for pets. We, we had – a uh, couple cats growing up. I begged for a dog. We ended up getting a dog. Um, but my mom always said, no our pets, no rodents, no reptiles. She also created her own loophole, which I never really took advantage of, was that rabbits were the exception because you could call them bunnies, so they wouldn't qualify huh. as an our pet. But wait, wait, wait. Did you guys have a bunny? No, that's what I'm saying. I never took advantage of that loophole. Okay, because I hadn't seen any pictures of you guys with a bunny. No. Okay. But, like, it's a bummer. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. so, I still like buddies, but I'm also kind of creeped out by them. Why do you creeped out by buddies? They're really, first of all, they're not nice. And, um. Bunnies aren't nice? No, they're, like, not friendly or cuddly. They're, like, just, they're super cute and they're so soft. So, like, I just want to Elmira squeeze them. And they don't want that. Fair enough. And they do like biting. And they have those really strong, forefront, long, creepy teeth. See, everything you're saying to me right now, because I know how strongly you feel about animals, <laughs> yeah. makes me think that you would really actually love the Beastmaster. Yeah, we, you convinced yourself of that, and you did a mediocre job of convincing me of it. Fair enough. But then, here we are with this podcast, so right. my hands were tied. Right. Well, yeah, okay, okay. And other than the cat, I mean, I don't like birds. No. And no. I don't like rodents. Right. I do, however, like cats. Right. You love cats. You didn't always like cats. 
Correct. But we have two cats. You Correct. Love you love them. Oh, so much. Yeah. But it was my biggest red flag about you when we first started dating. Was, Be- because I had two cats. Yeah, like single dude in his mid-30s with two cats living in the boondocks. The wearing like horror movie t-shirts. I was like, oh, good. So all that's changed is I'm like three years older than... <laughs> Yeah, but now I love you <laughs> and the cats. Fair enough. And I'm running the boondocks of literally just across the bridge. You don't live there anymore, honey. You don't have to defend it. I'm not. Crockett is a beautiful little town. Crockett is a beautiful little town. If we didn't have to commute into the city, right. I'd be fine. So here we are in San Francisco. Here we are. Talking about Beastmaster. In our apartment with no heat. <laughs> in our apartment with <laughs> zero heat. It's very cold. Yeah. Um... So I I liked the premise of the film. Of, no, we're back to Beastmaster. Right. Now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, is that right? Should we stay on topic a little bit? Yeah. So okay, you liked the premise of it. Hello. That's that's our cat Clark. He's the more vocal of the two. Um. Yeah, and that it's a man who talks to animals. Right. Or controls them. Whoa. Hey. I wish we could talk to animals and get them to stop clawing the furniture. You're screaming in the morning. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I have some questions. Okay. Shoot. Why? Like, I, I'm still confused on the, like, premise of the movie. Like, why did Rip Torn and that witch hate that unborn baby so much? So, okay. So, in the very beginning, he's talking to the witches. And it was very Macbeth-y kind of scene. Like, they're all standing around. They're literally standing around a cauldron. Right. And, and there are three of them. And there's three of them. Right. And if you remember later on, one of them has an eye that's missing, and it's in the... There's a whole... Yeah, other. again, the writers did not stretch a lot of muscles right. with they, this yeah. film. I'm pretty sure Shakespeare is, like, public domain, right? Gotta be. It was got... Right? Gotta be. Uh-huh. I don't know. They're, like, Shakespeare's running around, like, suing people for... Anyways, the Beastmaster rips off a lot of things. But it, they told him that the son of the king would kill him, would grow up to kill oh, him. Oh, yeah. Right. And he wanted to take over the kingdom because he, he basically is a cult leader of some sect that I don't know exactly what. They never really delve into what they believe in. Yeah. Or what, I know that they like kicking children into burning pits. Like there's that <laughs> scene where he has the kid and like. Beastmaster sends his eagle friend to go grab the kid out of the mm. burning pit or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, okay. I'm sorry. i defending Beastmaster here. <laughs> How so, does that make you feel? Great. <laughs> like, rewatching the movie now after not seeing it for, I would say, a good 25 years. Uh-huh. Um, held up. Held up. How much of you feeling like it held up is because you like being right, and how much is that you actually think that's a good movie? Well, okay, so is it is it Citizen Kane? No. Guess what? Never seen Citizen Kane. And you were a film major. Minor. Minor film minor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... Correct. Okay. We'll let that one slide. You were also a... An English lit major who never read any Charles Dickens. I wrote papers on Charles Dickens. Did you ever read any Charles Dickens? I read pages of Charles Dickens, yes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, okay. So, <laughs> what was I? The guy Defending was... Beastmaster. Okay. So, it's like, there were a lot of sword and sorcery movies that came out right around the same time. Like, there was Beastmaster, there was like Fire and Ice, I want to say there was a lot of others. There was, like, Sword and uh, Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer. It was a really loincloth-heavy time in the early 80s. I think you pointed out while we were watching the movie how homoerotic it is. Or Yeah, I really. mean, look, I'll always take unclothed men. Like, no worries. Right. It was strange when it was, like, his dad, though. Yeah, when, like, even the old dudes are running around, like, in a loincloth. There was a lot of loincloths in this movie. So, okay. Getting, so, anyways, like, they, he, like, the whole, they wanted to kill him because he was going to grow up 
for some prophecy. That right, killed I forgot Rick about Horn. the prophecy. Of course, the prophecy. And then there were some like pilgrims that were on their way, and that's where John Amos came in. He was the the black dude with the staff and the oh, John Amos sidekick. is great in general. Yeah, he's awesome. Like a few years after this, he was the dad in Coming to America. Never seen it, man. So yeah, John Amos is rad. I know him from West Wing. Oh yeah, yeah, and West Wing. So I mean, this movie had clout. As far as sword and sorcery movies go. Would you say this is the best sword and sorcery movie? No. Oh, boy. No. What would you say that is? I mean, it's so subjective. I would say probably Conan, um, the Destroyer, not the Barbarian, Destroyer. Because they're different movies? Oh, yeah. I feel like I saw one of them at a slumber party for a girl I went to elementary school with. And, like, I don't, like, this was, like, a big thing circa, like, maybe fourth grade where, like, parents take the birthday girl and her friends and you all stay at a hotel. And, like, that's the birthday party. But what was weird is that... Were human trafficked? It was not human trafficked. Nothing happened. You just, like, hung out and it was, like, a big slumber party. At a hotel? Yeah, but it was weird because people kept opting for the embassy suites by the airport. Wait, so this was multiple occasions? I, yes. I went to at least three. You had slumber parties at a hotel <laughs> by the airport? <laughs> the embassy suites. How old were you during this? In fourth grade. Maybe third grade. In third or fourth grade, you were having slumber parties at the embassy <laughs> suites by the airport. Correct. And your parents were totally okay with this? Yeah. I'm assuming they dropped you off. You didn't, like, ride Bart out there. <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> Bart is the... Cross City subterranean subway in the Bay Area. I think people know who Bart, what Bart is. I mean, Maybe. I don't okay, know. Fair what do I know what people know? I can't assume. So wait, wait. How many How many of these sleepovers at the Embassy Suites? <laughs> we go swimming in the indoor pool. <laughs> is that how you were lured, lured there? Probably. I don't know. Like It's weird now, looking back. Like, that's really weird. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't think I had one. I don't think I was allowed to have one. My mom's like, absolutely not. But she let you go to them. Correct. There is so much we need to delve into. We need to unpack that? Yeah. I'd be happy to answer some more questions about the the hotel birthday parties. So, no. Wait a sec. And we, like, I think order pizza to the embassy suites by the airport? In fourth grade, third or fourth grade, Uh you and how many? Like, eight. And were parents around? I think just the birthday girl's parents. And they were in the room with you guys. They weren't like... I don't know. I think we had like maybe multiple adjoining rooms. In my head, it was like that scene in True Beverly Hills. Where after their camping trip gets rained out, they go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Right. But it was the embassy suites by the airport. (laughs) And that was the plan. That wasn't like plan B. So wait, so wait. It was like (laughs) True Beverly Hills. (laughs) In that you were in a hotel with... Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So you think that you saw a Conan movie while at a slumber party at the Embassy Suites by, by the, airport. the airport. Correct. With possibly no parents around. No, two, probably two parents. Okay. I mean... And I think, if I'm recalling correctly, it was, like, the morning, and I was just dying to leave at that point. Like, You were over the embassy suites. <laughs> over the embassy suites. I'd, I'd seen all they had to offer. I got the continental breakfast. I swam in the indoor pool. You watched Conan. I watched, I th- is it Conan? Conan? Conan. Not Conan? No, no he, he had a sword, not, like, a talk show. We got jokes. We got jokes for days. <laughs> um... And I just remember, it it was that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Okay. I think I've seen part of it and was just like, uh, and I think I literally just went and sat in the bathtub with no water in it to, like, give my brain a break, I think. Okay. At, in third or fourth grade. Correct. Okay. I get that. Yeah. I so that's my only other experience with... I'm sorry, sword and stone, sword and sword and sorcery, sword and sorcery. Yeah, it's a full on. It was a it was a big genre 
of movies in the 80s. I feel like we need to bring other people in who are around each of our ages to corroborate the validity of some of these pieces. Like, oh, yeah. was, was that, like, an actual genre that normal people liked or people who liked LARPing? I don't think LARPing was a thing back then. Well, I, be- I would Maybe it was. venture to guess that LARPing came out of these creepo little boys who would watch these movies and be like, we need to play with swords! Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, that's probably a big part of it. I'm sure that's a huge part of it. And to be clear, you love LARPing. I've never LARPed once in my life. You want to. You tried to sign up for LARPing classes. I tried to sign up for medieval combat classes because you... Where you wear costumes. You wear armor. You get to play with a sword. Uh Uh-huh. But, okay. Uh, That's pretty cool. That's extremely close to LARPing. medieval martial arts. I could have... I could be a Beastmaster. I think we already are. We communicate with our cats. Not well. Well, they don't communicate well with us. Do you, think we, do you think we could die the cats with Lady Clarol? <laughs> I mean, what I'm more interested in is nairing the cats. Oh, yeah. Full on. Like, just two bald cats. Because, like, we're never going to spring for a $3,000 Sphinx cat. No, but we could shave the ones we got. Or better yet, nair them. Nair them. Yeah. Don't get it in their little eyes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they have cat nair. <laughs> we'll just leave right around their mouth so they have just little, like... Like a creepy goatee. goatees. What is that? Is that like a Van Dyke? Is that what that's called? Is that a goatee or a Van Dyke? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that up on like men's facial hair. Remember when we first started dating and you would do that weird little like patch of hair on your chin? Yeah. Yeah, it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's another red flag. <laughs> <laughs> it looked really cool. So, okay. So, anyways, Beastmaster. <laughs> I guess we'll keep talking about the movie. <laughs> Okay, so one thing I really want to talk about. So John Amos's little sidekick, his little buddy he's traveling with, his other pilgrim, turns out to be the son of the same king. Basically, he's, he's, he's the Beastmaster's beast, brother, right? He's Beastmaster's brother, which they find out later. And so that's how he, Dar, or the Beastmaster. Was that his name? It was Dar. Dar the Beastmaster. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so he finds out that he, the, the blind old king, who's kind of a bastard at this point, they, like, free him and rescue him and his people from the, the I believe they were called the Juns. The guys with the, the, the like, the weird bat armor. Like, the, they were, like, the S&M guys on horseback. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were Riptorns, like, flying monkeys, right? But were they? I feel like there were two know. different were factions there? because it seems like Riptorn was in charge of all like the the witches and the the like evil monks like the bald oh, guys yeah. with the. I would definitely if I had to choose which sect I would be in, it would definitely be the one with the witches and the fire. Yeah, they were pretty cool, but the guys on the the guys on the horseback. Well, with that's their, not connected. I was unclear about that when we were watching it. So unclear about it and. Mm. Like, I don't think I ever questioned it when I was a kid, nor did I question the fact, and this is what the point I was getting at. So the, the love interest in the movie is Tanya Roberts, who was smoking hot. She, she was really hot. So she is, like, also in a loincloth, I want to say. Yeah. We first Hers was, like... Tastefully done? Or was oh, I would definitely not say tastefully done, but, like, uh-huh. she was a real smoke show. Oh, yeah, she was smoking hot. Whereas, like, Dar looked like a... One of those creepy people who likes to pretend to be a baby. Ah, uh, yeah. But like a fur diaper. Like that was his like formal wear. But like, didn't he also kind of look like, and this I know you're going to say snore at this one, but he kind of, I feel like they cast him because he kind of looked like a low budget uh, Luke Skywalker. Anyhow, anyhow, we first see see his love interest, Carrie. Well, she's like bathing in the in the river, as women do in sword and sorcery movies. And he like steals her clothes. No, he has his he has his ferrets steal her clothes, and then convinces his tiger guy to his tiger friend to scare her so uh-huh. he could save her from the tiger, yeah. which she was never in any danger of. Basically, he just lechd her. And then was trying to rape her in the woods. And then they hang out together. Like, nothing, like, there was nothing of it. Yeah, it was definitely pretty predatory. And I would say that it, my 
my interest in the movie. It really took waned a note. at that. Yeah, it took a real <laughs> left turn at that point. Yeah, he was real rapey. I mean, he didn't like actually try to rape her or assault her, but like, what a fucking I creep! I would say that was pretty assaulty. Oh, it was totally assaulty, but he didn't like. He didn't like try to hold her down, and she held her own. Like, I was pissed at that scene, and then I was like, "Oh wait." Oh uh, yeah, she did kind of hold her own, but like, as it turns out, it's we've... bullshit. What an asshole! Right? He's a douchebag. He's a douchebag that talks to animals. Anyways, so he he like. He follows her around, and he goes, and he tries to, like, rescue her because it turns out that she's a going to be sacrificed to whatever god that they're... They never really flesh out what the religion's all about. It's basically just fire and rip-torn with a fake nose and, and butterface witches and bald guys in robes that hang themselves, like, yeah, on command. Yeah, But... So when we find out that the that John Amos's buddy, his little traveling companion, is the son of the king, therefore the the rightful prince, and he mentions her as his cousin, as his cousin Kiri. Like, Beastmaster is privy to that knowledge, and then even then learns that he is the the older brother of this guy. Uh-huh. So Kiri is his cousin, and he's fully aware of this. And they end the movie on the note where they're they're about to bang on yeah. that on that mountaintop yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. So he fully knows that he's about to bang his cousin. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's totally creepy, but also like that's one of my smallest problems with the movie. But here's the thing, when I was growing up and or when I was growing up, when I saw this movie when I was an impressionable young child, I never connected that. And, like, it never dawned on me that he was about to bang his cousin. But, like, they just gloss over that like it's a normal thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. It's not great. Right. But, I don't know. I mean. But, like, other people know that she's his cousin. Yeah, but, like, up until, like, not that many generations ago, they're like, eh, so you married your cousin. You're yeah. not like, it's not like yeah, but I first still, cousins. But like, Maybe we don't know we that don't they know. are. I don't know. We don't, I mean, but other people know this and like everybody just seems cool with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like maybe even the giant bat people would have said something like, hey, dude. Eh. I mean, they didn't have mouths, but they would have, like, motioned with their flappity wings or something. Mm. Like, don't bang so your cousin. interesting. So the two sects were not connected, I you don't, don't think. I don't know. They don't actually, con- like, it seems like they show up at different times, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I just think in general that movie was, like, a bunch of, like, Dungeons and Dragon players doing a ton of coke and sitting around and being like, yeah, so this is what's going to happen. Fair enough. And then another one was like, well, but isn't that his cousin? They're like, well, we'll figure it out later. Or like, well, so what are they, what is this weird religion believe in? It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out later. And oh, yeah. then they just didn't. Tons of coke was obviously involved in this movie. It had to be. That may actually be why Rip Torn was wearing a fake nose. Yeah. Because I'm sure that they had to ploy him with a lot of cocaine to do this movie. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I don't know how big of an actor he was at that point, but it seems like there was somebody would have read this script and said, "How much cocaine are you going to give me to do this?" Yeah, I don't need any money. I don't need any residuals. I don't need any like back end. Like, I just just give me the drugs. Just make this fucking movie. Keep the drugs coming. Right. And wait, wait till you see. Yeah, but like, sorry. What's I want? Do we remember what the rating of this movie on IMDb is? Oh, I don't. I'm sure it's like ten out of ten. <laughs> it's gotta be because it's an epic movie, and it actually. I mean, it had a decent budget. I want to say six point two out of ten. There you go. Uh-huh. Six point two out of ten is pretty generous. Uh huh. I would say, but like. It had its own score. And the score was pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, it, 
So they did definitely have a budget, at least for cocaine and for an orchestra. Yeah, I mean, I would say they didn't spend a lot of that budget on product, like production value or writing. Right, but, okay. I, what I want to know is maybe the movie was completely different. Because we've already established there had to be a shitload of cocaine going on for this movie to get made. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was an actual plot, like an underlying plot, and <laughs> they had leftover cocaine in the editing bay. Yeah, and I can see that. Just, but, but I want to play really quick. I want to play the theme song from it, which is now my ringtone. Oh, my God. Because it is actually... The theme song makes it seem like it's a much more epic movie. You know, I can imagine this theme song being like for Lord of the Rings or something like some huge, like huge production movie. Okay. So. I bet this. Yeah. Isn't this just what the Star Wars song sounds like? No. I mean, very similar, but no. This is... (laughs) I mean, this... There you go. It's honestly good. Yeah, right? It's a great theme song. The score and the tiger are the only two things I would say I really enjoyed about that movie. Fair enough. The tiger... Okay. I bet the script was originally like 5,000 pages. And they're like, well... Oh, easy. Fuck. Okay, so... Okay, so we've established this movie is... The worst. Batshit crazy. But it also spawned like two or three other sequels and a TV series. Yeah, but like, so did the game Angry Birds. Like, that that made movies. And like, that's a pretty thin premise, too. So. Do you think that the Beastmaster would be really good at Angry Birds because of his ability to communicate with them and the pigs would he have brokered peace between them and the green pigs or i don't know never played the movie um so i guess like my biggest thing when we were watching the movie and i kept asking you like but did people actually like this movie like did people watch it seriously and the answer is no it's like it's like a cult classic no i think that people did watch this movie seriously well you did all right again though but i was very young no i know totally but i think generally like because i could not understand like who's the intended audience and i don't think it was intended adolescent boys right adolescent boys 100 percent. okay yeah i would agree I mean, a, a thousand percent. Uh huh. But I mean, that's kind of that was kind of like the whole. I think the whole genre was kind of targeted at adolescent boys. Uh huh. I mean, I mean, and I'm not criticizing that. There are there's a whole genre of things aimed at like tween girls. I totally get it. Right. Apparently, Embassy Suites hotel parties and yeah, like what and like specifically. Let's see how it was. I believe 1995 when that really peaked in popularity for us. And I say that, I think, because we were really into the movie Romeo and Juliet, but like the Claire Danes and the Leonardo <laughs> version. Right. Still a phenomenal soundtrack. A great soundtrack. And the guy who played Mercutio in that was awesome. Oh, what's that guy's name? I don't know. He was on yeah. Oz, too. Yeah, we'll watch that. Um, how long have we been doing this? Uh, no way to know. Interesting. Can we pause it for a hot second? Sure. Okay. So we are back from our pause. <laughs> I mean, uh, so how do we want to wrap this this puppy up? Um. I don't. Okay. So why don't we? Uh, okay. I would like you to hear. I would like. I would like you to tell me your thoughts, your final thoughts on Beastmaster. Um, my final thoughts. I was. I. I feel a little swindled because it wasn't the movie I dreamed of. Okay. Um, but as in future episodes, we'll continue to delve into my ideal movie is where there's no conflict and it's just like animals and pretty people in pretty places like hanging out okay and like doing like fun stuff 
Okay. So, so if this the, wasn't that. So if the Gilmore Girls was every movie. Yeah, and even that, there's like heartbreak and like stuff. Okay. But yeah, but basically. Okay. But with way more animals. So, okay, so if you had to give the Beastmaster a grade, <sighs> what, what would that grade be? Like a like a C, I guess. Like a C. Okay. Yeah, I mean maybe a C minus. Okay, so slightly below average. Oof. Okay, when you put it that way, like a D. Like a D. Okay. And D's get degrees. D's get degrees. Is that right? No, D is failing, right? Yeah, I went to Chico State. I can tell you without a doubt that <laughs> that D's get degrees. Cool. Um, I would say, like, the, really for me, the saving grace was the the tiger. And knowing that the tiger was dyed constantly with Lady Clairol. The Lady Clairol tiger. tiger. Yeah. Okay. I, I still think, you know, the, the ferrets were still my favorite. Oof. I loved Kodo and Poto. I don't want a ferret. No. No. But I appreciated their their ferritude. Yeah, their vim and vigor. I mean, so yeah. So I would say creepy, weird, nonsensical movie Okay. with a fucking rad cat. With a big rad cat. A giant rad, somewhat sometimes black cat. And a smoke show Tanya Roberts. Ah, a smoke show Tanya Roberts, whoever yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah. It was Donna's mom on that 70s show. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, uh... All right. That's my wrap-up. What's your what's your uh, summation of the Beastmaster since it was your inaugural pick? Okay, so... Okay. I can't tell you how many times I watched this movie when I was a kid with my dad. Uh-huh. On HBO, uh-huh. um, in our trailer, in a small mountain town, with no MTV or other influences. So a lot of my, <laughs> a, a lot of my pop culture references from when I was a kid are very filtered through that lens. Hmm. Um, so I, 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 watching it again for the first time in like seriously twenty five years, I gotta say I kind of liked it. I, I like it was ridiculous and it was silly. Rip Torn's big fake nose, John Amos hitting people with a stick. I mean, it was great. Like that. That's really good. It was. I mean, all in all, pretty good. Ferrets. When we learned that they kicked the the eagle out of a hot air balloon to make <laughs> it fly, I think was great. I uh, I loved the fact that they had to continually, like daily, die a tiger. Uh, because apparently that was easier than working with an actual Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you're standing I, by your choice. I'm standing point. by my choice. I, okay. I think the Beastmaster holds up. Um, I would actually kind of like to go revisit Beastmaster Two, hmm. uh, Portal Through Time, hmm. and uh, maybe the series, the oh, Beastmaster oh series. Boy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I don't. Uh, maybe I don't know. I'll give it a maybe. We'll see. What else. <laughs> so okay. So now that we've completed the first uh, our inaugural episode, which is the Beastmaster, <laughs> <laughs> what, and it's it was my I got to pick this one. So what what piece of pop culture from your childhood are you going to make me watch? And uh, please, I hope that when we do it, it is at the uh, embassy suites by the airport. <laughs> I, babe, I can make that happen. Um, you know, I, there's so many good options. And you threw some out there. I mean, you, you talked about having me read the Babysitter Club books. Yeah, I, I was still thinking maybe the Babysitter's Club movie. Maybe also the movie Clifford. Now that I've gotten a taste of... With Martin Short? Mm-hmm. 80s, 90s Martin Short. Mm-hmm. And I, Clifford cheats a little because I watch it extremely often. Right, but you love that movie. It's though. one of my favorite movies. Okay. Yeah, I would do. I, I would do Clifford. Well, um, you're you're at I'm, the mercy of my choice. Whatever you decide. So, I mean, uh, just going forward, there were okay. I didn't say. <laughs> I want you to tell me again what some of the options you had for me because I I can rattle off. A bunch of stuff that I want to subject you to. Oh boy! Um, some other ones. I mean, anything Judy Bloom, right? Uh, Moesha, Josie yeah. and the Pussycats movie is phenomenal. 
Ooh, yeah. uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? But where in the world are we going to get access to Carmen San Diego? Oh, that's a good. good I'd question. really like to watch the the end to end in one sitting of Real World Seattle. Ooh, that's a big ask. I know. Considering that the Beastmaster was like what an hour and a half. In my heart, it was a hundred hours. Okay. So. Oh man! But how good is real world? Real world? Real world? Seattle? I don't know. I didn't have MTV. <gasps> so you've never seen it? No. I, I no. I I, I remember oh, there being something shit. about real world that was here in San Francisco, and somebody had AIDS, and somebody was like a I don't know bike, bike messenger. messenger. So, yeah, correct puck, yeah. and he would do like snot rockets. No, real world Seattle is I can't see, real world Seattle. I find that very hard to say. Uh, it is far and away, without a shadow of a doubt, the best season of Real World. And what? What? How? What season was that? I mean, they were like, are they still making that show? Uh, they. I know they were a few years ago because I subjected myself to it. But now it's like a horrible reality show where the last season I watched, and I think I had to quit watching it partway through. They, for each character, brought one of their like enemies in life to come live in the house with them for a while. And how? Okay. And there's still seven of them. So real, real world Seattle, we can't watch it if I can't say it, is the greatest. Okay. I want to start with the casting special. I want to crank through the rest of it. How many, okay, how many hours is in real world Seattle, you think? How many hours? Probably like 10. Like 10 hours? Uh, but you'd get super into it. They're like, Will I? Will I, I actually think you would. They're okay. going to look so young, though. Wait, what, what year was Real World? Real World. Now you got me doing it. Real World right. Seattle. Let me think. Well, it premiered af- the day that we got back from a Girl Scout camping trip. So I'm going to go with like 95? 95? 96, maybe? Okay. Okay. I'm going to now confirm that information. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, whatever you decide, I got to stick with it. Um, okay. We watched Beastmaster first, so. Uh, all right. Fine. Beast, yeah. I stand by Ooh, Beastmaster. 1998. 1998. So 20 I, episodes. 20 episodes. And they're each an hour long? I think they're each 30 minutes, but now I'm not 100% sure. Oh, man. Okay, well, that just means I'm going to have to pick something really good for you for the one after that. Oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, we yeah we got to watch that. All right. Well, all right, so. Until next time, friends. Until next time. 